Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Humans of Finance oh, and Talking Finance with Dan. Um, my guest today is the famous Mandeep Sodi. How are you, mate? Hey, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Mate, thank I'm you. Great. <laughs> mate, thank you for taking time on a, a busy Friday to chat to me. Um, now, I, uh, I just want to introduce yourself to the wider finance and coffee community, as, as well as people outside of finance who may be tuning in to the, the, the chat. Um, because um, I mean, you've, you've got a very interesting story and, I, and I've always um, you know, wanted to have a chat to you about uh, where, where it came from. Um, so are, are you all right if we, we start from the beginning? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that? All right. Okay, so uh, tell me, when, when did you come to Australia? What, what led you to coming to Australia? Because obviously um, you, you, you didn't, I mean, similar to myself, you, you came here as a young man uh, to start a career. Was, was it in banking the whole time or what? No, so I do have a funny story to tell, actually. Um, so I moved to Australia when I was 17 during Sydney Olympics time. Oh, and okay, yeah. Yeah, so I came here to study, did my undergrad, uh, bachelor's from University of Wollongong. Uh, it's a funny story in a way because I was a rebellious kid and I just wanted to get out of India. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, I was actually giving exams there, and you know how in India every parents want engineer, doctor. My dad had really high hopes of me as well, and I kind of knew that I wasn't going to be an engineer. <laughs> or doctor. Um, and then one day I was giving exams, and there was a university from Australia right opposite doing um, doing a promotion of University of Wollongong, and all I saw was nice beaches, which I never saw in India. And yeah, yeah. after the exam, I just went there and, and applied for it and actually got approval straight away. I had good marks. Mm-hmm. And the next challenge was to get the financials uh, in order because I was under 18 back then. Right, right. So I, I had to forge my dad's signature. <laughs> so it's a long story. I'll, I'll tell you some other day. Yep. I got myself into Australia in Australia in 2000. That is amazing. You forged your dad's signature and uh, you, you came over. So like, they, did they actually know you? you I'm sorry, I'll, I'll have to ask you though. Yeah. What was the conversation like when you said to your dad, I'm not going to be a doctor, I'm going to go to Australia? So my dad um, was at a really um, high position in the government. So okay. what that meant was that if he wanted to get something done, like he would send me to you know pick up, do some banking work and the bank managers would never ask because my dad could rate, pretty much rate any, any business. But <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, so, because I needed these financials, the visa office asked for it. So I went to the bank manager of my dad and said, "Look, my dad has asked for all the financials, and they need to be produced immediately." Yeah. And the bank manager was like, "Your dad, your dad never asked for it. Why did he do that now?" I said, "Look, do you want to speak to my dad because he's he's going to be angry about it if you don't give it to me." <laughs> so he gave me all the documents, and I quickly went to the visa office, submitted yep. it. The final uh, nail in the coffin was when the visa office called my dad and yeah. said your son just received the visa congratulations and um, yeah you need to pay the visa fee and the student fee for the first year of the university and my dad was completely shocked he's like is this some sort of scam and I was listening from the yeah. other phone I yeah. mean back in 2000 you remember you had those phones that you can yeah. pick it up from the other room and yeah, you can I do yeah and I actually then stepped in to say yeah that's fine thank you we'll get back to you with all the documents shortly and the payment and I hung up and went to my dad and that was the most difficult conversation we didn't talk to each other for a week yeah yeah finally my dad said just go do it whatever you want to do and I told him that I'm not made to be a doctor I'm sure 
family members can fulfill your dream but that's not me <laughs> that that is amazingly cool and amazingly brave and cheeky uh, uh so um right, moving on to so you come to australia you, yep. you did your um your studies so, so did that lead you directly to finance then or, or was there another couple of steps before you got to finance no so i finished my um undergrad course in 2003 and until then i, I did all sort of jobs you know my first job was at a car wash and i got sacked the first day as well Apparently, I didn't wash the cars properly. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, what happened was um, I didn't know this scheme that was going on in car wash. So anytime you join a car wash, the guys there ask you to clean the tires, and right. this, this is the easiest job. And I realized after four hours, when I was sitting on my legs and the cars was just coming in front of me, I could not even get up. Yeah. And I realized why I was doing that, and I actually caught the bus and ran away. <laughs> and the guys just called me and said, "Look, you're sacked." Uh, so yeah. yeah. Once, long story short, once I finished my undergrad in 2003, I joined a consulting firm called Accenture, mm-hmm. and I was a management consultant for two years, working on all sort of, um, you know, projects from that consulting firm. And I ended up in CBA, mm-hmm. and worked there for 10 years. I mean, in the banking industry, four years in CBA, one year in AMP, and last job was at Westpac in the strategy space. But between those times, I did do two startups as well. And oh, okay. Yeah. No one knows that um, Hashing was actually my third startup. Uh, I did oh, first before that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the the audience who may or may not be aware, but Hashing was was a bit of a monster um, at its peak, and, and you're the guy that started it all. Yeah. No. Thanks for that. Um, like, uh, I was really, and the story behind Hashing was, um, I don't know if you know, but in fact, so I was working at Westpac and. Um, I was going for my first home in 2014. I remember August the day, mm-hmm. and um, a friend of mine actually had a better rate from Westpac through a mortgage broker. And I worked there for five years after employee benefits, and <laughs> I got yep. the worst rate than him, um, yep. even though yep. he was earning less. So when I asked the the, the GM, and he said, um, "Because you're using a broker channel, they get special discounts and all that shit," and I was like, "Oh, yeah. and that that is that feels so bad that an employee got bad." deal from the bank itself and, and then i um it pitched it to one of the uh, accelerator pro- program which was a, a venture firm i said look we want to create a marketplace i think mortgage brokers are doing a great job but they don't get the the visibility and i didn't know about the mortgage brokers as well and i think we need to create a marketplace where brokers can be showcased and the mm-hmm. brokers can get access to a local broker immediately yeah and that yep. was history like we we raised a lot of capital And yeah, we launched. Hashing was used by over 700 brokers at its peak. Mm-hmm. We went to one and a half billion of settlements as well in less than three. Wow! Now, I I was also a user of Hashing for a little while when I was a broker as well. So the the concept and how it was running back then at its peak was was pretty good, right? So I just want to take to you to your mindset though, because obviously. Um, you know, as uh, you know, startups is 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 great and all. Producing an MVP is great and all, but actually getting the raising the capital is is damn hard, right? And then I and I and you managed to do that. So, what was the mindset in that? What was the mindset in terms of? I mean, did you pitch to one one group and then did you get funding straight away, or did you pitch to to like ten groups before someone gave you the uh, the nod and, and and said that they they you know would um. What do you call it? Put faith um, in terms of what you're doing. Yeah. So when we were raising capital, so we actually, I actually pitched to. I still have the spreadsheet with me. I pitched to 107 people, 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Only two people said yes back then in my early days. Mm-hmm. We, we wasted a lot of time as well, and actually, um, I was naive as well when I was raising capital. I was just kind of approaching everyone, and sometimes it wasn't the right fit for them. So it was my mistake, mm-hmm. you know, reaching reaching out to them too early. But yeah, it was it's really. It was a really uh, insightful experience for me because I learned a lot. So I never took rejection. I mean, you know, coming as a migrant uh, in the country, mm. you you kind of build that resilience anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was never afraid of rejection, even in my job or uh, when we were pitching. But it was gi- giving me a lot of learnings, and I was reaching out to them. Why did you reject me? And every time there was a lot of constructive feedback, and I took mm-hmm. that feedback and then applied. to the product some of them obviously wasn't wasn't constructive but that's fine and you know you you take what you need to and mm-hmm. then went back and then actually proved to those guys look uh, you gave me this feedback and I've I've done this part and the revenue is growing the customer satisfaction is growing brokers are liking us they're giving us great mm. and that's when we landed our first sort of investment as well that's that's brilliant okay So um fast forwarding to uh where we are now and uh you are at a, a, another startup. So you move on from hashing and then you you you've started um FE Technologies. Is that correct? Correct. So interesting story again so I I exited the business last year. Um uh-huh. it was actually in the news as well. Uh won't go in more details but um yeah so I found a gap there straight away which was um a lot of brokers understood why they need to go back to the online lead so quickly and why they need a better CRM system so at hashing we built mm-hmm. the whole CRM system as well for brokers to manage but it was kind of a very hashing labeled and we were putting trying to put our own brand in front of the customers because we had to it was a marketplace but uh, mm-hmm. I realized the the gap we have in the current market the mortgage brokers are not getting they do have a lead management system or CRM at the moment but it's not Yeah, super well, efficient. Yeah, nice aggregators. Yeah, so aggregators yeah. provide that, but it's great for lodgement. But what you're looking for mm-hmm. is the customer engagement. So when someone fills out a form on your website or someone hears about you, do you actually give them a login or portal straight away so then they can talk to the broker and fill out all the information? If you were to go to broker today, everyone's great and brokers do an amazing job in the sales side. Like they're really mm-hmm. good in this relationship building. But the first um thing i see from every broker is they send an email saying hey mandeep great for the great that you applied for this loan here are the all the set of documents i need from you and it's and sent in an email to the customer now as a customer as soon as you fill out a form somewhere on the internet you're telling all the googles of the world all the online home brokers everyone that you're looking for loan now if you do not go back to that customer within 5 minutes chance it's gone. gone yeah Yeah. Yeah, if they're reading news.com.au they're reading mm. they're watching their show they yeah. are just seeing the home loan ads right now now i, I think I, i i might have spoke to you before about this but i i have also commented about this in the the community itself numerous times mm. you know the, the the questions about online leads and, and buying online leads come up periodically obviously um and then there will be obviously some brokers will jump on and say no 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 they you know online leads are, are completely horrible um but i i i see it in a different way because i think you know um working for a big bank before um because i was in one of the, the the call centers earlier on in my banking life um you know with regards to home loan sales as well so we 
we were trained um, bank staff or call center staff were trained in a certain way to basically act on later pretty much as soon as possible right whereas most brokers aren't and i think the, the difference is that with most brokers when they receive a lead they think that calling the next day is okay or in the next two hours is okay but just as you said if it's outside of five minutes it's it's, it's dead Absolutely. I mean, the the customer could be looking at another rate. Someone's advertising the cheapest rate on the platform, and the customer might get interested in that, and they're already talking to their brokers. So, what I'm trying to say is, the bidding war is on on that home loan, mm. and you're one of that participant. Even though you think that that person has just filled out a form on you, they've already done three, four, thousand right now. So what that means is now you need to now speak to that customer quickly, and that's why one of the things we launched was the response time. Uh, in our mm-hmm. platform, so our brokers who are using our platform are telling us like, why is my response time gone to two hours or one hour? We say that actually, when the lead is assigned to you, we we track like how quickly you respond to that customer. But we're also mm-hmm. trying to tell you, we're not penalizing you because this is your system now. But we're telling you mm-hmm. your average response time, industry average response time is five minutes calling that customer. So maybe you need to call mm-hmm. back that customer quickly. So these are the things we we yeah. wanted to provide. So kind of. But take a step back. We we set out to this create this ultimate platform mortgage broker that would never need to be replaced. I think at this heart, the mm-hmm. platform would have to be incredible, efficient, and enable users to be super productive, which is why we built FE. Now we did not just want another lead management or CRM CRM management. We know that is really, but think about the mm-hmm. other pieces in the CRM you need. And let me just break it down a bit more. Um, in in addition to the, all the bank statement collection, the you know the documents you need, or the messages you need to exchange with the customer. You need to provide them a great digital experience. Now I know a lot of brokers are using bank statement collections and all those document collection systems, but if you think from a customer point of view, you're sending them a different link each time to a different website link. That is not a great experience. Now in the current world, in the current COVID situation, the scams are high, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So the customer is going well. Hey Tony, you actually sent me a bank statement collection one, which was different. Now you're sending me this one. Is that a scam, or should I put my details there? So what we're trying to say is, through our platform, we give you just one single portal for the borrower, which is all branded to you. Customer does not have to jump out in and out all the time to different links. So they get a link, but it actually mm-hmm. takes them to that secure platform, and it's all branded to your platform. So there's no mention of our FE branding anyway. Mm-hmm. The second part is yeah. like if you think about email automation is another thing. When I talk to a lot of brokers right now and say, "How do you spend your day?" Typically, you would be surprised. Dean, like a lot of brokers say, you know, I've been running marketing campaigns, I've been reviewing my landing pages, and I'm going, "But you're a mortgage broker. Like, why do you have to do the marketing campaigns?" Because mm-hmm. the marketing automation they're using, they're asking them to build these templates and all those things, which they're not good at, right? And it, it is not their job, so it is more than RBA newsletter or birthday email because that customer is receiving that from twenty different email addresses. Of- <laughs> absolutely, absolutely correct. Yeah, that would the be- email automation we built is what we focusing is when is that customer going to open your email, and we are only going to find out when you send two or three emails. Will our system will detect that this customer actually opens at eight pm. Because he's a night shift worker, where the other one opens at 2 p.m. So sending an email campaign in a blast, you will have a click rate of probably open rate of 20% or 10%. With ours one, we're trying to improve that deliverability as well, so it doesn't end up in spam. So that's mm-hmm. one part, and I think 
one of the super hit one which we're getting a lot of uh, delightment from the brokers or a lot of coverage is the sms bot which is the industry first as well mm-hmm. yeah. so i don't know if we uh, if you remember like we I, I had a play with yeah. that. No, no, I had a play with that, and that was pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool, right? So it's a natural language yeah. conversation where the bot says to the broker, "Look, it's been a week. The customer hasn't responded. Would you like me to take over?" Or there could be leads who are just sitting in unsuccessful on hold. Now, when you have two or five leads, it's okay. You can reach out to them on message or call them. But when you're a broker who've got hundred plus leads or even hundred leads, how are you supposed mm-hmm. to text every one of them at what time? So that's why we built this SMS bot, which actually takes care, and you can run a campaign, and it has a natural language conversation with the customer, and customer can respond in all sort of languages. It, the whole purpose of their SMS bot is to book an appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell yeah. you a very funny story on this one as well. So one the trial did um, on ten of his clients, and seven of them got back saying, "Look, we yes, we are interested, looking for a loan," and the appointment was open, automatically booked, and the customer was already sent an automatically a link to log in, and they were. Fine, go ahead with it. Eight yeah. customer came back and said, "Hey Chris, thanks for reaching out, but I have a loan from ANZ at three point four nine percent. Can you beat that?" Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. our bot in our early days responded saying, "Yes, Anthony, um, I will call you at three forty nine p.m." <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 reason why I'm sharing this mistake as well because if you don't trial it, we are real time. <laughs> training an NLP engine with ten thousand plus scenarios, right? Mm, mm. So, well, and, and and it's learning at the very earliest stages of of the, its development, right? So, right. Um, so without without the learning, it's, it's uh, it can't get better. Especially, I'll be, I'll be honest, um, English is not exactly an easy uh, language to master, let alone all the, uh, the the slangs and the jargons and so forth we have uh, um, here as well, mm. and as, as well inside the industry. So uh, yeah, you, you, but you did well on that bot though. That's that's amazing. Yeah, and look, we we train them bot to be like if someone mentions a lender, make sure you do not respond back with an appointment. So it, you can detect it's an interest rate now, and, and the bot can also say so. There's a sentiment analysis built in in the in the kind of messages they're getting back from the customer saying, look, it's interested, or actually you need to step in broker, and I'm going to send you your notification. Now this is different mm-hmm. to a website chat bot because in an SMS bot. If you do not get an answer within next one minute, it's fine because the customer has an expectation. Hey, you must be in a meeting, and you will get back to me. SMS bot will handle that really well, saying actually this guy is asking for interest rates, and I'm not authorized to do that. You're authorized, yep. so you're gonna step in and you're gonna help me out. So basically, the point I'm making that the broker was so happy that even that eighth client got engaged now, mm-hmm. but it was a screw up mm-hmm. that happened. But he was just laughing that this customer was not even responding to me. Right, that's uh. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And um, how do I how do I put it? The the obvious question I'm going to ask hmm. you, right, is that um, I think I think that question was asked of you previously um, with hashing. Um, when someone says what you've got right now, um, including the bot and everything else, right, and the, and the flow and everything, like you know, say this this is pretty close to what an aggregator software would look like, hmm. right? Um, what, what do you what do you say to that? Because um, I mean, you've proven that you didn't do that with hashing. Trying to bring some real, this real disruption to the market, and when I say disruption, we're actually bringing a lot of AI, machine learning stuff that is going to make the broker like the super broker, like it'll be a superpower. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, like yep. we, we will be looking at ways, and if you get a new lead in the system, there's a particular way you send an email. There's a particular way you send SMS mm-hmm. from the system. 
and because it's been learning the way and your your tone you know how you say or you might mm. be saying howdy whatever the sms bot or the email will start learning from your responses and it will start preparing responses for you a you do not have to start spending time writing it because that, that's that's becoming pretty freaky but that's pretty cool as well right that's that's like your the, your own google or your own siri bot for um writing homework absolutely because one of the things the broker said i wish i could hire someone like myself well this is someone like yourself is now coming to you and yep. to get that like we we obviously getting the core features right and then that's why we keeping it to beta mode because we want to work with brokers who can tell us the pain points they're facing today what other things are you fo- focusing on there's a lot of brokers saying we we want integration with this i want financial planning software i want a good landing page so that someone goes to my website it gets into my system automatically so these are the core things we're building but we don't think that's that's the ai machine learning kind of the but we'll be mm. once we learn from that we are actually launching few things early next year that will take the broker to the next level well that this sounds pretty awesome and and i can see where this is going to dominate i mean firstly you know in the the media most of the major guys is you, you you know you'd have to be living under a rock right now they've all announced their brand new crms this year yeah um now with regards to crms and everything and builds and so forth um they're usually hard coded which means they can't really change mm. things Whereas, whereas you're, you're you're you haven't actually finished building. You still you are still building it um, out to to something that's that's bigger and greater, right? So, um, yeah, would you say that the the um, what you're building is is going to be a great addition to a broker to use in conjunction with the Argo Boss software? That's what I'm trying yeah. to say, and make them more efficient. Hence, hence the name Ify, right? Being more efficient. Absolutely. And look, we we are already um, talking to aggregators. Um, hopefully, getting some integrations done as well. Um, we we're not mm-hmm. competing with any aggregator. We're just a software tech platform. Um, anyone can work with us. Mm-hmm. It is a broker system. What we're saying to the mm-hmm. market is, when a borrower is looking for a loan, they only care about two things. They care about mortgage broker and the lender. Anyone who's trying to build their own brand in between. is just going to be a distraction yeah. for the customer and the chances are the customer yeah. will walk away thinking actually i'm not sure what this broker is giving me or that my details yeah. say so what we try to do is mm. your brand needs to be in the front and we should not be anywhere we should support you mm. so that's what we're focusing on well wow, that's that's pretty amazing man and and just the the thought process to get all this down and get it done and and done so quickly as well um uh you get you got an amazing team behind you and um what you've achieved previously I mean I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what what um if he's going to become now which is pretty like I said I had to play that bot as just that's just amazing I tried to trick it <laughs> yes <laughs> the many brokers who try to trick it um it was really it handles it really well keeps the conversation to the point but it keeps it casual you would have noticed that as well yeah um, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. bot at Absolutely. all it doesn't say press 3 for this right Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the minute it doesn't sound casual, and it sounds like, well, the, the the engagement from the customer would would, would be not there. I, I just go straight away, right? So uh, we're we're now from from you at the moment. So you're building this up. Is would would I would it be fair to say this is past the MVP stage, and this is actually a full production um, product, or are you still building? Yeah. So we are testing with 20 brokers at the moment. Uh, we actually finished mm-hmm. the first MVP and shipped it out just yesterday. Uh, now, oh, yeah. Wow. So we've okay. got some. Time to, talk. <laughs> time to talk yeah um time to talk yeah. as well so we are now onboarding more brokers but we don't want to go 
too big at this point we're only trying to work with brokers who are patient enough and also happy to share exactly where the pain points are we're saying that it's not going to be mm. completely production ready until end of this year but we want to test mm. some features with them give get their input into the system so we can change it accordingly as you mentioned rightly mentioned mm. it's a completely new infrastructure we're trialing so many voice technologies i mean this thing can talk to your car voice assistant as well in future so we're looking at that uh, with 10 minutes of your talk it can build a voice bot as well which talks like you right so when you say um and oh, things wow. like that so these are the future of technologies we're looking at um which we don't think others are looking at i mean kudos to like mm. salesforce and everyone they built a great system but we are providing the tesla sort of thing right so with tesla you don't go at the red light make sure you stop for 5 seconds i mean you buy a tesla because you don't want to customize it further you trust them with every automation mm. so maybe with salesforce mm. you can spend time money building your own stuff on top but this is already built for you and then um that also saves from what I can tell from what you're saying right now i mean uh, and our businesses and brokers spend a lot of money trying to you know uh how do i put it uh put money into the seo black hole as what i call it because you, you there is no way you'll be uh, able to to outspend someone like a um Aussie home loans for example because they're a massive mm. juggernaut um and then the efficiencies behind the scenes you, you, the the average single broker doesn't have it whereas this if he is designed to do that for yeah and also we're trying to help them to compete with all the online brokers that are in the market a lot of brokers said to us like hey but this online home broker broker company has you know this experience that my customers been asking for and we're saying actually you've got a much better experience than online broker company because we we are the tech behind you and we'll keep building that for you so you don't have to worry about spending this huge amount of cash i mean one one last yeah. thing we also did uh, i'll quickly mention is um brokers still need leads and none of the crms are providing that right so we partner with the comparison mm-hmm. site and we're powering their broker finder and we put every single broker profile on that um, comparison site so we know from our mm-hmm. hashing days like if you just get a lead with a name and email first 5 minutes you're just explaining to them what do i do how do i got you how mm-hmm. did i get your details and by the way my name is xyz i do this 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 now with this new experience mm-hmm. we built on the comparison site it actually shows the broker's profile picture builds that profile already so they're having a call and by mm-hmm. the way there's an instant call connection we built in the infrastructure there broker customer can start a call from that comparison site and it customer and borrower mm. at the same time broker at the same time but the broker is not saying hey yeah. i'm this this is the customer is saying hey glen um i'm looking for this home loan um how can you help me and glen says okay i don't need to explain yeah. my about myself anymore i'm just going to get it straight into the home loan mm. requirement that you have so it's building the profile on this high traffic website which they wouldn't be able to get themselves oh no absolutely not especially on on um the the, the side that you're talking about to me about as well so that's amazing as well um mate we're up to the uh, 30 minute mark as well on this podcast um i think i'd love to get you back on occasions to chat about tech and in the learning space as well because i think you know like it or not we we we're, we're increasingly in a digital age and i think um the the more people embrace tech rather than seeing it as a potential threat or 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 you know something that you know it, it shouldn't go in lending um i think the the worse you are if you don't get embrace it you need to embrace it because it's here like it or not um and you know we you, and you're going to have to use tech to make the, your 
your process is more efficient. That, that's absolutely point, right. So, yeah, I think I'm just gonna add to it like and, AI and machine learning. Don't be threatened by it. It's not going to replace you. People still value relationships. Mm-hmm. What's what's more important is having the right mm-hmm. tech in place, then you can become that superpower of writing five loans or four ten or twenty loans because of the efficiency you gain from it. Yep, absolutely. Well, mate, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and uh, guys, look for the uh, product, which is called Effie, which is coming out soon or trialing soon. And then, you know, let's see what it's going to look like um, at the end of the year or at the beginning of next year, which is going to be massive again. Um, mate, thank you so much and ha- um, have a good weekend. I think I believe you guys have a long weekend. That's correct. Uh, thanks, Dian, for having me on the show. Yes, we do have a long weekend. So really excited about that. Uh, need some downtime as well. <laughs> Excellent. By the time this, this um, obviously this episode publishes, will be a couple of weeks down the track anyway. Um, but uh, but I wish you have a good weekend, and hopefully I'll come get you to come back. Thank you. Looking episode. forward to it.